0: welcome to the forge nutrition and fitness podcast where we dive into everything fuel and function related to give you the ultimate freedom with your health lifestyle and goals let's get into it Hi guys, and welcome back to the Forge Nutrition and Fitness Podcast, and today I'm joined by another guest. So today's guest is another one from my podcast, Bucket List, and he is joining us from Galway in Ireland. He's a bit of a speaker, um, an inspirer of others, a police officer, and he's had an incredible journey um, up to this point, which includes losing uh, over 100 pounds. He's now shared his story with thousands of others, giving them hope, inspiration, and knowledge and everything they need to change their lives for the better, forever. Welcome to the podcast, Steve Griffin.
1: Well, good morning, geez. That was a hell of an intro. i actually <laughs> smiling and like blushing now, so
0: thanks. <laughs> no worries, how are you doing, you are right.
1: right? I'm very, very well. I'm sitting here with a real nice cup of coffee on an absolutely fantastic Sunday morning, so I
0: can't really complain. Nice, nice. I think I'm, yeah, I'm doing very much the same.
1: Yeah, I mean, we we can't complain, can we? I mean we're getting a heat wave we have a pandemic, but it could be a lot worse.
0: Yeah, exactly. You got gotta take the positives where they are.
1: Yeah, well, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So, um to kick us off, Steve, could you kind of go into kind of who you are, um, you know, what you do, kind of where you come from, all of the kind of background and maybe dip into your journey there a little bit.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah. I always feel really awkward doing these. It always feels like I'm doing some sort of weird blind date. It's <laughs> like, okay. Tell me about you as fast as you can. Tell me about as much as I can. <laughs> um, but yeah, I suppose. Look, I'm I'm 29 years of age, and like you said, I'm from I'm from Galway. I'm from a, a real small rural place in Connemara called uh in the west of Ireland. And I'm uh, I'm a member of the guards. I'm a I'm a police officer, and um, I've been a police officer now for about five years. Um, so when I joined, I would have been pretty Pretty athletic, pretty fit. I had got quite a bit of personal training. And then two years ago, it had just slipped completely. You know, I would have been playing a, a good standard of sport when I had started. And it just slipped between new routines, shift work, everything like that kind of caught up with me. And two years ago, I had slipped to about 155 kilos. Uh, and by slipped, I mean, you know, avalanched. Because um, it genuinely felt like it kind of crept up for the first part and then just sped up and hit me like a sledgehammer um so yeah i mean i i never know really what to say here but um been on this journey for about two years and i suppose i started it as a more of a personal accountability mm-hmm. um so and it's it's still very much that way i mean i don't think people i don't think people realize maybe the accountability i get from instagram or the value i get from talking to people people always message and I always laugh because they're like, "Oh my God, thanks for writing back." I'm like, "I'm getting as much from this conversation <laughs> as you are." Do you know, it's it's as good for me as it is for anyone else, if not better, because it's keeping me on my toes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else. I'm never really good at these. I'm very into sports. <laughs> um, always would have been into sports. I would have played soccer, ball, and rugby, but never any of them very well. But I would have, you know, God loves a tryer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. So. Kind of let's fast forward to your kind of heaviest point. What were you mm-hmm. kind of what kind of place were you in then? Was it just like a, a physical place of having a lot of weight or did it affect you in any other kind of ways at all?
1: Yeah, I was it was very much not just physical. Um I mean I never liked to paint I, I never liked to paint a worse picture than I than it was. Um I was unhappy, but mm-hmm. I wasn't you know, I wasn't at the depths of depression. Like I've, I've seen people that are incredibly overweight and that genuinely are depressed, you know, that it's affected hugely. I mean, I was, I was still playing five a side soccer at 155 kilos. Just, Mm. I wasn't very mobile, you know? So I was still doing a lot of things, but when I look back, you know, and I, I was only talking about this yesterday. I think I have two totally different lives. If, Mm. If I compared say September two years ago, now, I mean, even just yesterday or say two days ago, I climbed a mountain just for a walk, and mm. on the way down, I actually said out loud, I couldn't have done this when I was fat as fuck. And that sounded really harsh, but I actually took so much enjoyment out of it just the walk, the nature, mm. the views, and it was just simply something I couldn't do. And I was in a pretty kind of crappy routine of you know, working until. Say so say one of our shifts was a seven a.m. to a five, and I lived pretty close, so I was home by five thirty. I'd get in, I'd eat shit food, I'd sit there all night, just watching shit TV. Mm. I did nothing, you know. It really wasn't good for my headspace. Whereas after I teamed up with with, with Paul Dermody and started losing the weight. I suppose I started to better myself, maybe not just physically, but I tried to maybe learn new things, listen to podcasts, go for walks, you know, uh, try to, you know, get lectures and stuff in, and just try and better myself in, in, in a kind of a different array of ways.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, uh, standing standing poolside two years ago when the penny really dropped, um, that I was, you know, too heavy and had to have a change, wasn't, wasn't really a good place.
0: No, no. So, how did you kind of? I, you know, put money on those people listening who were maybe in a similar position, who are in a similar position. Sorry, to maybe where you were, or you know, something, something along those lines. What did you kind of do? So, oh, connection's gone a bit there. Can you hear me all right?
1: Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I can
0: hear you. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, I was just saying you know for all those people who are in a similar place um what when you kind of had that realization what kind of came next
1: yeah i suppose i was i was in a pretty fortuitous position that i i had a good mate i still have a good mate he hasn't gone anywhere paul <laughs> dermody who was a pt and i suppose for context, i had i had tried everything in the past i had done the the crappy online diets i had done the shake diets i had done fucking chicken broccoli diets and crazy trainings and stuff and it just wasn't working for me. Well it was, but it just wasn't sustainable. Um so I teamed up a poll and I suppose the first thing that really hit me was just the simplicity. Do you know it wasn't complex. It wasn't some ridiculous training. It was just eat a little less, count your calories, um get out, move a little bit more if you can, even if it's fucking dancing around the kitchen. Mm-hmm. You know, get that extra activity in during the day. And I suppose be a little bit more conscious. Just think like uh, well, what we used to say was a 100-kilo Steve or a 90-kilo Steve. Um, but that was kind of just plucked out of the air. Just, Just think and act like that person would. Don't spend every day acting like a 155-kilo person. Act like the person you want to be, you know?
0: Yeah. So yeah.
1: it was just a case of I, I downloaded my fitness pal. Um, I scanned everything like an idiot for about, I don't know how many months I was walking around Tesco, just scanning random shit, just seeing what it was like. Uh, I'd say I said, l- I looked crazy. I said, there's lads in Tesco looking at me going, what the. <laughs> and I kind of opened my eyes to the whole, I suppose, good, bad foods fallacy and that mm. foods, foods, I suppose inherently aren't good and bad. Do you know? Because I mean, think, I think everybody has an idea. If you say good food, you know, people will think broccoli and apples. And if you say bad food, they'll think fucking Mars bar and chips, you know? Or, yeah, yeah. But I think having a shift away from that really helped me. You know, I was aware that some foods were a bit more optimal and some weren't. Um, but Paul helped me treat my food kind of like you treat a budget. You know, if you have two, if you have two thousand euro or pounds a day, and I have two thousand euro or pounds, we're not going to spend them the same way. You know, if I told you you can go and spend it whatever fuck way you wanted, you and I aren't going to spend them on the same things. You know, you might spend them on clothes and trainers, I might spend them on sports tickets and a book, or you know, some yeah. something totally different. So, giving people the exact same thing every single day just doesn't work. So, uh, I had flexibility, I suppose, really is the big thing. I had the flexibility. And I got the little bit of knowledge I needed. And like I said to you before we started, I had that that big brother effect of Paul watching me, which I really needed. I needed that accountability because I just didn't have it. Mm.
0: I think, yeah, I think for most people, the accountability is probably the most powerful bit of like a coaching relationship.
1: Yeah, I, I don't understand it because I suppose, and without maybe Making it sound a bit generic and myself included in this having got to such a big weight, it was from a, a place of just total lack of that a lack of personal accountability, a lack of personal respect to an extent where mm-hmm. I just ate everything and I remember like I've ate things in the past and just gone but sure who's gonna know you know and mm-hmm. you know me I don't know um, but when I got Paul and I had made that decision to to really give it a go you know it, it was no longer just a sure we'll see we'll see what happens this was a something's fucking happening this time it has to happen this time yeah um i i never really know how to explain how it got to that point because like i said i had done shake diets i had done that, that kind of stuff before and i just couldn't you know i think the shake diet lasted like fucking 4 days for me yeah i felt sick I genuinely felt sick i think i was consuming like eight ooh
0: I lost you for a bit there. Sorry, sorry. I got to the bit where it was um, shake diets were making you feel sick. Uh
1: yeah, I, what did I say after that? Fuck. Uh, um yeah, I was just, just yeah no look shake diets. Yeah. Um, do they work? Yeah, they they absolutely work. I mean, technically you're in a deficit and you lose weight, but Jesus, they're the most unsustainable thing I think I could ever think of. Um. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was consuming like 800 calories a day. I'm six foot four. and I'm a big dude. 800 calories a day was like throwing one piece of wood into a steam engine and expecting it to oh, fucking goes. work. And it just wasn't helping. Um, I think I did like three, four days. I was physically sick. I mean, I was actually puking. I was just not able for shake diets. And I think, no, not good. And look, I, that picture, and I, I hate the fucking picture. There was a picture taken poolside by my missus in on holidays in Lanzarote. And I'll forever hate the picture. And at the same time, it sparked the whole change, you know? So I I can't totally hate it. But I look at that picture and I just, I remember seeing it the first time and thinking, what the fuck? How did I let this happen? And it really was, it was the the lighter fluid that I needed.
0: Yeah. So kind of at that point, because I think it's really important to touch on this, you said about the changes being very simple, being very small. I think a lot of people, like you say, will go for something very extreme. You know, they'll be in a huge deficit and they'll do hours of cardio a week. What was your kind of exercise like at this point?
1: Real simple. It was real simple. I mean, I think just on that, people want, and I mean, I was included in this, I tried shakes. um, People want the super fast Mm. fix. People just want this sorted next week. You know, they don't want... To have to wait eight or nine months i think it took me about eight months to lose 100 pounds and at that it was still relatively good going because i was quite mm-hmm. aggressive at it um but I, I heard i heard something yesterday in a kevin Hart book where it was basically hard work makes success consistency makes superstars do you know and it's, it's kind of what it is i mean it just takes time but my training my training was dead simple. Um, Paul sent me on—I don't know—was it four days worth of different splits, um, just different gym things, and basically told me hit ten thousand steps a day. Do you know, and I, I never forget the first time he sent it to me because he just sent ten k, and I was thinking to myself, I have to hit ten kilometers a day. I was <laughs> like, what the fuck? I spend most of my time—I spend most of my time on the couch. I know I have to go and do this. I was like, fuck. But uh, yeah, my little my little watch has become. My, my, I suppose my big brother now, he keeps an eye on me. And, uh, you know, when I'm being lazy, it tells me. And when I have a yeah. 10K, it tells me. So, um, it was, it was real simple things though. It was just walking to the butcher, walking to the shops, you know, taking an hour out of my day and walking around the park. You know, there was nothing overly complex about these things. No, the gym, the gym training obviously is a bit different. But, like, I remember maybe a month in Paul, um, I said to him, he, he asked me how my gym training went, and I said, look, I only did three sets, not four. And he goes, you could walk around the fucking gym for an hour with two dumbbells in your hands. He goes, I don't give a shit as long yeah. as you're doing something. I was like, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. And I suppose at, at that weight, really, that's what it was. It was kicking in new habits and just being a bit more physical. Because like I said, like theoretically, in, in my work, I could be sitting in an office all day. If I'm on office duties, I could be mm-hmm. sitting down pretty much all day. And if I if I get in at five or half five, I could sit down for the entire evening and do nothing except eat share size yeah. fucking packs of shit. Um, so it was just a case of breaking habits, you know, bringing my gym bag to work, bringing my runners to work, walking home, walking to the park. Um, it was just finding ways of incorporating more activity into my general okay. day-to-day life. And funny enough, now it feels weird if I don't have that yeah. level of activity. Do you know, if I don't go for a walk, or if I don't go for a run, or something, yeah. I feel weird. I feel like fidgety and kind of, I'm I'm really annoying. Like people piss me off if I'm not after training or after yeah. doing something.
0: I totally get that. I'm I'm a bit like that. This morning, I've been going out for morning walks where it's been so lovely. Um, but I've really planned to uh, to go for a lovely socially distanced walk with my girlfriend later. So I'm like, do I? can i can i really afford two hours today of walking so because i'm gonna do a workout as well so i was like no i'll leave it but now already i'm like i should be out by now like i I, I don't feel the same i don't feel as you know as awake as i'm you know
1: yeah when you get into routine it's the weirdest thing like i've recently i've been trying to get up say we do a a day shift so it's a seven to seven and i've been trying to get up at about 5 a.m and walk or run beforehand and the diff the difference it makes to my day is fucking sensational. Uh, obviously when when it's not pissing rain, although I do have a bit of a thing that you're not an aspirin, you won't melt I've in the seen rain. That. But I think there's there's a thing like I don't mind running in the rain. I really don't. I actually quite enjoy running in the rain. Um but I just love morning walks. When it's like this, when it's sunny, it just sets you up so fucking good for the day.
0: Absolutely. I think um I've actually taken on a a client recently who was fairly similar to you in terms of activity level and very, very low. Um, and he's been out for the last, what, two and a half weeks now. He's been out every single morning for like over an hour's walk. And he said the same. It's just, it's almost, without sounding too dramatic, it's almost like transformative. It's just, it's weird.
1: It's, it's a mindset shift, you know, because once you get to a point where you're, I want to do this, you know, at first I was kind of a okay. I need to get my steps in. I need to do this, and then very swiftly changed to a you know I can't wait to yeah. go for my walk. I can't wait to go to the shops. I can't wait to do this just because it was an excuse to get my walks in. Because I try to kill the dead time as best I can with podcasts or audio books, so I'm kind of getting a twofer. You know, I'm getting maybe a little bit of knowledge or a little bit of information into my head, yeah and I'm getting my exercise. I think that's
0: yeah. I I, um, I speak about that a fair amount, kind of like that dead time. Um, yeah any but you know if you're if you're on the phone to someone just walking about the garden or walking about the house
1: yeah yeah i'm I'm just such a big i mean i, I was never i'm not a bad reader by any means i can read perfectly well but i just get bored reading books you know so audiobooks for me was a mm. fucking game changer and i never really thought about it until i saw um do you know brain yeah. keen the brain keen podcast Ryan talks about audiobooks a lot, and he got me into them, and just fucking game-changing, you know, and it's good for your, you know, for me, listening to the right audiobooks kept my mental space right too, Do you know, I mean, I, I maintain that uh, David Goggins' book came into my life just when I needed it, um, it, it helped shape, shape a lot of my mindset um, when I needed it at the start of this journey, so I just can't, can't fucking stress the importance enough of if you if you're not into reading, that's fine. But try and find podcasts. You know, some of them are 30 40 minutes an hour. You know, I have got into Joe Rogan recently. It's like <laughs> fucking three hours. But let's be honest. Let's be honest. We got a lot of time in this yeah. pandemic. So the whole oh, I don't have time for a three-hour podcast. <laughs> no, 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 you got time. You yeah. Got time.
0: On on that then. um So in terms of like some of my favorite books, of James Clear's Atomic Habits is definitely up there for me. Um, both of Brian's books uh are definitely up there, although the second one I've left at school, so I haven't been able to read it. Um, which is such a pain. Okay. Um, but yeah, those are kind of like some of my my top ones. I haven't read the or listened to either all, the the David Goggins one yet. Um what so what are your kind of like if can you pick like a top three books that you think or audio books that have really kind of impacted you? Or top two or three?
1: yeah i suppose um from the point of view of this journey uh brian's two books brian kane's two books are fantastic uh, i know he has a there's actually a middle book in between those two that was for specifically for ga players um so his first book and the newest book say they're they're both fantastic one like one gives an, an unreal yeah. foundation for anybody who doesn't really know anything about training and then the newest one Kind of builds on that. Um, I have to, yeah. no, I have to go for the David Goggins on, and I know he's he's kind of marmite. You know, some people mm. hate him. I get that. I understand. He's loud and he's aggressive and he curses, and <laughs> I fucking love it um, because he was, you know, he says it himself, mm. he was a big fat fucker, and. He saw the job he wanted. He wanted to get into the SEALs. He worked his ass off. The dude is negative buoyant so he can't swim. And he worked and worked and worked. And the guys, just the work ethic, the mindset, the mentality he has, it just rubbed off on me so much. But I get it. I get a lot of people who message me because I talk about Goggins a lot. And they're like, I downloaded the audiobook. Who the fuck is this guy? He's fucking insane. I don't <laughs> like him. I'm like, that's okay. You can get a refund, you can get a yeah. refund on Audible.
0: I think um, that just reminds me of what I spoke or something that came up with Paul in his podcast about, you know, not, not all information being for all people all the time. And like, you know, you're going to resonate with a certain person at a certain point in your journey. Um, And it's, yeah, I think that's a really good point is, you know, if your friend recommends uh, someone's podcast or whatever, it might not be for you, but there will definitely be someone who's saying the same thing who is for you kind of thing. Um, and I guess it's been, it's the being in the right place.
1: Com- completely because I read a book for uh, three years ago, maybe um, called the power of habit by Charles Duhigg. Um, again, it was recommended by Brian Keane actually. And uh, I, I read it and I listened to it, but I didn't really hear the stuff he was saying. Whereas, I mean, it's, it's a book predominantly about habits, how they're formed and how to change them. And When I listened to it, having started the journey, I was actually hearing what he was saying. Not only did I want to, I needed to. So I learned more about formation of habits, how to break them. So just like you said, sometimes information comes into your life and you're just not ready for it. You don't have a need for it. And then other times it is exactly what you need. I maintain that kind of stuff. I'm not religious and I don't believe in faith and stuff like that. But sometimes Mm. shit just happens that Garland's book that that book about habits i mean they just yeah they just fell into my yeah. life just when yeah. i needed them you know
0: definitely definitely yeah. so if you we've kind of spoken a bit about like your nutrition and your exercise and all the simple changes so with your with your kind of mindset then i know we've touched on it but can you kind of pinpoint the big any big changes that kind of happen between you at 155 down to kind of where you are now what kind of like mindset, for want of a better word, changes have kind of happened, do you think, if that makes sense?
1: Yeah, no, I get you. Uh, Belief. Belief was probably the number one thing Paul instilled in me. Um, I had got to a point at 155 kilos where self-esteem and self-confidence were Mm. dead. You know, I just did, didn't have them, and I wasn't—I wasn't who I really am when I had got to that weight. I wasn't—I'm quite talkative. Um, I wouldn't say loud, but you know, I'm heard in a room. And I—I I, when I got to that weight, I became very reclusive. I became very quiet because I didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to draw attention to myself. Um, started with Paul, I got this belief that this was going to happen. Um, I suppose I had. I had an awareness that it was going to take time from talking to him. But I I actually believed that something good was going to happen out of this. So the mindset shifted from I'll give this a go and see what happens to this is going to fucking happen and I'm going to make it happen. Um, I suppose I started seeing everything I was doing then as maybe like a domino towards the end goal. You know, so every little thing I was doing may have seemed insignificant. Every, every Coke Zero I had instead of a regular Coke, every black coffee instead of a, an Americano was leading yeah. on to the better, you know, good. Um, I suppose accountability changed my mindset too. Um, it's a big, big Goggins thing, self-accountability, where for years I blamed other people. Um, I blamed, you know, the lads I worked with for getting chips because, you know, they got chips. I had to get the chips. Whereas usually I had probably fucking suggested it two hours ago, but I blamed them anyways. Um, Whereas now, you know, I make changes. I deal with the consequences, Mm. good or bad. You know, if if I'm three months straight in a deficit, yeah, brilliant. If I spend fucking three weeks on the absolute Mm. raz and eating chips and drinking pints in the fucking beer garden. Well, that's my fault too. And I can't blame anybody else. So yeah, I just kind of learned to take the good and the bad and just make my own yeah. just deal with it.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, well, I think we said um, even before, I think it was before, we said about like accountability. It's just massive, absolutely massive. And I think, I think you said before, like, you know what? Most people know what we need to do. To kind of lose weight or to improve health yeah. or whatever it is, yeah. but it's just having that bit of accountability in it. Just having whether that's like self, hopefully in the future you develop self accountability. Do you know what I mean? That's the goal for everyone. But initially, we need that someone, like you say, with that big brother kind of effect.
1: Yeah, so I couldn't remember, was it before we started recording or after we started recording? It's all rolling about though. that. <laughs> um, yeah it just meshed but uh yeah you're right though i mean that's i mean inherently i think people like we understand what's good and what's bad even though i hate i absolutely hate yeah. labeling food Now it just it's one of those things that has just completely stopped existing for me because you can have i think once you label food it kind of adds a stigma that you can't have it Um like i had i had chips last night i just i still woke <laughs> up this morning you know I didn't gain. I, I didn't gain the hundred pounds back overnight because yeah. I chips yesterday. Um, but I think people get this bit of a stigma, and it can kind of lead to crashing. I think actually. Yeah. I know this is totally off topic, um, but I think you know if you start labeling things as bad foods, um, I think there's a certain mental aspect that comes with it. So, if, you know, if if Tommy down the road is on a diet or on a lifestyle change, and he has, you know, more of this bad food than he probably should, on a Friday. Does he just ride off the weekend because mm-hmm. he feels like he's failed? But, you know, it's it's I think it's actually kind of a dangerous thing. I think giving people the knowledge that food can be balanced like I said, like the budget, you know, you can actually work it in there. Um but yeah, I completely forgot <laughs> what the fucking the question thing. was. Oh, accountability. Yeah, big brother. Yeah, that's that's what I needed with Paul. I mean, he gave me that accountability, he was watching over me. Inherently, I suppose I kind of knew i suppose i kind of knew what i had to do um but when nobody was watching it was very easy not to do it but you know i invested my time and i obviously it was paying for a trainer and i was like you know what i'm mm. gonna make this fucking happen
0: yeah yeah you kind of touched on the um the fuck it button there
1: yes yes the famous <laughs> fuck it button uh, it's uh i love it I, I just i love the fucking phrase he came up with because he's right you know i think we all we've all either seen it or done it at some stage in our lives where you know one day to friday it's gone great even you know deficit and eating salads and shit all week and then friday comes and you just sniff a bag of doritos and you go oh fuck it and the weekend's just a write-off um you know and I think you were talking about mindset and stuff earlier. That was a big change for me because learning went to stop, I guess. You know, um, wouldn't have been, obviously, my strong suit. And just, I I suppose, an awareness, an awareness of calories, an awareness of foods, an awareness of what I was eating. Boredom eating was a killer for me. Um, I used to fucking sit on my couch after work or weekends and just shit, it disappeared Mm -hmm. beside me. And I'm like, where did yeah. that go, you know? Um, but yeah, fuck it, Button. Not pushing it and ruining your, your weekend. Being able to make decisions based on a little bit of knowledge and a little bit of foresight. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love fuck It's that. a
0: great um, concept. So you said there about kind of like your habits of kind of like learning when to stop and, you know, you you kind of sit down of an evening and you, you just, just kind of eat and eat and eat that's a thing I think that's a struggle for a lot like a lot of people like they're coming from work you know the common struggles are I'm too tired I've got no time um you know I I don't want to work out now and you know I want to sit and I want to watch telly and eat so what what did you kind of do to because I mean we all like let's be honest we all have that there's no one in the world who sits and eats chicken salad and works out three hours a day 365 days a year like we all like to sit and watch telly or you know eat and have a few beers or whatever but what what did you kind of do if you can put your finger on it what what kind of shifted what changed how did you kind of go about addressing that did you did you kind of write it off completely and say like i'm not doing it anymore or did you just moderate how did you kind of manage your kind of evening snacking or evening eating type type thing
1: um yeah i would no i, I didn't quite anything out that was i suppose the biggest thing with all of this you know i didn't Nothing has no longer ceased to exist in my life. Um, I can still have all the stuff I ever had. I just have a way better awareness that, you know, maybe, maybe a dairy milk share bear is way too many fucking calories mm-hmm. for one person to just inhale in like 20 seconds. Um, what I did was I tried to break some of my old habits. Um, so like I said, I used to come in, I used to sit on my couch, and I'm really into sports. And we had a lot of sports channels, and I would find excuses to sit down and watch any Mm -hmm. soccer match and our rugby match. And I'd fucking sit there and I'd watch like you know Bundesliga two matches, and I'd justify getting a pizza because the match is on. And uh, you know, I'm not really a big Dusseldorf fan, but fuck it if it's (laughs) on the TV, I watch it. Um but what I started to do, and it sounds so simple, and people have questioned me on this so many times, I started bringing my gym bag to work, and I don't mean like in my car. I started bringing it and leaving it at the foot of my my changing locker. So when I finished a five, my bag was right there. I didn't have to go home to get it, because if I went home, I'd have that kind of oh, will I just sit down? I'll sit down for. Two minutes, and the next thing I haven't got mm-hmm. up in fucking five hours, um, and it wasn't in my car for the same reason. You know, I might just go. Osh, it's been a long day. I just sit in. I will go home. So it was there. It was in front of me. I changed, I put on some trainers. If even if all it was was just walk around the canal, walk around the park for an hour. Um, I was lucky. We had a gym in work. Um, so it was only, and this is this makes it worse that I gained all the weight. It was a gym like two flights mm-hmm. stairs up. Um, but I suppose stairs themselves were a fucking massive challenge for me and like people ask me how unfit i was two flights of stairs nearly fucking killed me like i i'd have to come up with some bullshit excuse if i was walking and talking with somebody up the stairs i'd stop at the top Mm because i was gassed you know but bringing my gym bag into work and leaving it at my locker was a big big initial change for me because it cut out going home and sitting on the couch which which was a i suppose it was one of the worst things i was doing because my day maybe it wasn't a total write-off but once i got home there was no fucking way i was coming back out you know so once once i had brought it with me i was definitely doing something um i started you know walking to work i started walking to the butcher little tiny things like that you know little tiny ways to just gain steps and stuff during the day and they all add up you know and i used to think that 10k steps was yeah, i thought at first it was a fucking horrible challenge i was like how the hell am i supposed to do this and now i'm just like all i want to do is better yesterday you know it's just I'm such i'm kind of i wouldn't say i'm naturally competitive but i'm competitive with myself and i just want to better what i was at and like eventually i'm just going to be like fuck it no can't get any higher than 25 27 <laughs> 30, steps i'm like nah, doing it half it. marathons <laughs> yeah no fuck that i did i did that and uh i learned that i'm not exactly built like most <laughs> runners so
0: <laughs> so in terms of kind of like um i don't know no, i don't want to say f- philosophy or or anything like that but like kind of like life lesson type things um, or quotes or, you know, something, almost something you maybe like live by or, or, or a mentality that you have um, kind of like, I guess for like f- personal philosophies would be the kind of best way to describe it. Have you got any that kind of sit in your head quite often that you kind of say to yourself or that just pop into your head or just like, you know, life lessons or kind of guidelines that you, you like to live by type things. Uh, Cause I know a lot of people, do you know when they when they've been for a journey like yourself and they've but like you said like living two different lives almost um they kind of along the way you pick these things up do you have anything like that if that makes sense it's just <laughs> got
1: deep um i i suppose i i do i mean just for the for the background of the two of these um i was i was the bot of a fat joke just when i started this um basically it wasn't even the worst joke i'd ever been made fun of but i was sitting there at work and a guy that i worked with uh, they were in a different conversation to me i was just in the proximity you know and he goes put your ass steve he looks like he knows where he sh- uh, he looks like he knows where to eat they so were looking for i think restaurant suggestions mm-hmm. or some shit, and it just echoed in my head for fucking months. It wasn't even yeah. the worst thing that had ever been said to me. But for some reason, it just hit me. I don't know, was it because I was hyper-conscious of it because I had just started the journey or what? But I remember hearing uh, Brian Keane say something because it was one of the things that Paul and I differed on a small bit where he was kind of saying like, you know, just let it off your back. Just just let it go. Whatever it takes back. I was like, absolutely not. I'll mm-hmm. fucking show him. And... Brian said something in a podcast where he said, um, "Fire can light up your whole house, or it can burn it down, and it's kind of how you handle it." You know, um, Dave Goggins has the one as well about, you know, it takes the smallest spark to light the biggest fire. Um, I know they're they're both kind of the same thing, but I mean, the particularly Brian's one um About the fire, you know, having the ability to light up your entire house or burn it down—it's very much how you use these things. I mean, I could have heard that in the first week of my, my journey and gone, "What's the fucking point? I'm always going to mm-hmm. be the fat fella," Um and just quit. But I was lucky enough that whatever way my mindset works, that I took it as a, "No, no, you know what? No, that's just going to fucking pour lighter fluid all over my bonfire. I'm going to make it explode." So. Um, I don't really know if I have personal philosophies. Fuck, I don't know. That's the kind of one you could have told me about for <laughs> Should have that volumes, one out. But, um, <laughs> but I love—I do love a quote. I'm—I'm I'm a yeah. sucker for quotes. Yeah. On, on Instagram, have you got like a favorite um, one of them? Or, but offhand, I suppose I'm trying to think of the not maybe not the, not the deepest one I live by. But yeah, I, I haven't
0: Peterson. read any of his books, but I've read of
1: Um, Jordan Jordan Peterson has one about sling he has one about slaying your dragon you know, and it sounds kind of gruesome, but it's basically about slaying the baby dragon when it's a small problem rather than waiting to take on a fucking hundred foot tall yeah. fire breathing dragon so you know if you've got a problem deal with it don't let it turn into a big 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 problem and that's kinda kind of what happened to me you know my 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 weight loss turned into a fucking Big fire-breathing dragon, you know, and it it took a lot more work to deal with it than if I had dealt with it when I was, whatever, 130 kilos or 125 kilos. So I suppose that that's all I've got. No, no, that's good.
0: That's good. I think for some people, I don't know about you, but for me, like you say, like I'll read a quote and I'll be like, "Fuck yeah!" Like let's let's do this. (laughs) Like for I'm just a bit basic, but the way my brain works, like a quote will just, like you say, just spark me. Um, in fact, I did, I did a couple of triathlons, nothing major. Um, but I did a couple of triathlons, uh, last year and one the year before and in my wall or my office, I literally had bits of card and I wrote down quotes that would just make me go out and train. Um, because obviously you're kind of, you're running, swimming, cycling. Plus I was doing some weight sessions each week. Um, so there was obviously a lot of times I just couldn't be bothered to go out and train. Um, Cause you're talking like an hour and a half cycle followed by like an hour's run, like back to back, like silly training. Um, so I, I literally had them stuck on my wall, like in front of me, like 10 of them. Um, and then got to a point where they were kind of like ingrained in my head. So I kind of took them down and now they're literally sat in the drawer next to me. Um, I'll look at them every now and then, but for me, like a quote or something will just spark me and I'll just kind of just fly with stuff.
1: Yeah, you're you're right though. I'm I'm exactly the same, and it's real kind of mm-hmm. not basic bit shit, but like I see quotes sometimes, and it's I, I follow three or four kind of stoic kind of or stoic pages on on Instagram, and every now and again they just pop up with something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oof, that just hits. I'm like, damn, that shit's good. But it's funny, you said that about the posters because I had two yeah. as well. I had one. It was just Arnold on stage, and it just says conquer. That's all yeah. it says. Just conquer. And the other one was uh, uh, the yeah, yeah. it's the one where he's going on about it's literally him hitting Apollo Creed and just um, the line is just the one where it's like it doesn't matter how hard you hit or get hit it's about getting hit yeah. and keep moving you know and you're just like you said you see them every day they're just ingrained in your head and they just keep popping yeah. up and popping up and
0: popping up. Yeah they are powerful it's almost like a mantra isn't it you know things like that they do you know some people are going to be like ah. Oh, Yeah, whatever. But obviously, they're not the people. Again, not all information is for all people. Um, you know.
1: Yeah, it works for some people. I mean, I've had I've had screen savers that have done it for me, and nothing fancy. I've literally just done them myself on like Snapchat and just wrote the word "remember," and like it's just so broad. I just remember it could be anything. It could be "remember to track my shit" or it could be just "remember how I felt at 155 kilos" or "remember," you know, the jokes or "remember the things that sparked me." it's it sounds so so basic but it fucking it does make a difference if if that's yeah. the kind of mindset you have that stuff can be yeah, very powerful
0: absolutely for you. okay so one kind of like final question before um before we do our like little fun ones at the end that i like to ask people um yeah um, oh, no. good. I, and, oh, no. and um steve doesn't know any of these that are coming up so it's uh always fun um so just one kind of more you know uh, formal question, I guess, is if there was someone who is you know in your shoes, so you know, this, imagine you're talking to your your heaviest self. Um, what kind of three things would you give them? Would you tell yourself now to get started on your journey? Not not like life lessons, like we just said, but like a- actual like applicable actions. Like what would you go if you had to write like a to do list almost for your for yourself? to go and start right now to begin your journey like the best advice i guess you know nutrition exercise and maybe mindset or whatever what would you kind of tell yourself what actions what three actions would you get yourself to do right now
1: three actions um okay um set specific goals that aren't one-dimensional in the sense that they are dictated by just a scale big one Okay. Um, download my fitness pal and track calories but be aware that calories aren't be all and end all and that occasionally Mm -hmm. you go over and three try and try and increase your general activity as much as you can in getting 10,000 steps a day whether that's Doing laps of the back garden, walking around the park, dancing in your kitchen—whatever the fuck it is, just be a little bit more active.
0: Nice, nice. So I think that's a, that. That will be a really good takeaway for a lot of people. Yeah, I
1: think case. I always laugh when people say that. That'll be a good takeaway. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. ironically talking about the the, the weight loss aspect. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, let's go there. Let's the go best take. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All <laughs>
0: right, worse. then. So two kind of um fun questions. I say fun questions. Life. They're going
1: to be they're going to be fun for you, I think. Uh, somehow yeah, I don't yeah. know how no, feel it feels.
0: Nothing, nothing bad. It was n- nothing worse than the philosophy question. Um, <laughs> so, okay. if you had to choose one food to eat for the rest of your life, and you can only eat one food, um, what would it be? And if you had to choose one kind of form of exercise, so I don't know, you know, well, I'll leave it up to you. Well, so one food, one form of exercise. What would you What would you go for?
1: This is easy: lasagna and deadlift.
0: Nice. That that yeah. Easy. That's imagine that as an evening lasagna and deadlift. What what a great night. It's
1: just it's like it it could be the new Netflix and chill. I'm just saying. I'm yeah. just putting it out there.
0: <laughs> lasagna and deadlift. Nice. Oh, that might be the podcast title for today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that is literally. I've literally just recently told somebody. I was like, I really want my deadlift back, and because yeah. I was fat as fuck, but I was strong but I suppose strong is kind of subjective. I was lifting it from the floor up and putting it down. My form is shit. But yeah. lasagna is just like my ultimate favorite food. I just fucking love it.
0: Yeah. All right. Final final one then. Um, yeah. I think I'll pull this one. So if I said to you, you know, you can um, pick a holiday, any holiday destination, you can fly, you can get on a boat, you can do whatever. Um, But, you know, any holiday destination, where would you go? What, Uh, which one person would you take with you? Um, And then which kind of like one entertainment, so like a book or a CD or a CD, you know, album um, or a film or something. So where would you go? Who would you take? And what kind of entertainment would you take with the journey?
1: Oh, I I had the answer up until the entertainment part. Uh, Oh, uh, this is going to sound cheesy. Um, yeah. But you know how I said that my journey began because of a picture of poolside in Lanzarote. Mm-hmm. I and that picture was taken by my missus. I would go back to that exact same villa and back to that exact same poolside with her. Uh, the entertainment aspect? Oh God, I don't know. Anybody that knows me knows I have the most fucked up taste in music. <laughs> it's like <laughs> my playlist will go from White Snake to fucking Brian Adams to Garth Brooks in like three or four songs and then the next one's gonna be like Eminem or something. So um yeah I'd imagine can I just can I take like my my sing along car playlist. Does that count? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. 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 One playlist
1: yeah. That's just that's just good vibes.
0: Nice, nice. That's actually what I miss um at the moment. Oh I guess I guess I could probably do it now. It's just nice sunny day. And again, this is, like, is going to sound a bit funny, but nice sunny day, a can of white monster next to me, driving somewhere, like a good two hour drive, windows down, playlist on. That's like, that's what I'm missing right now. That's, that would be great.
1: There's just one important thing that came out of that. Did you say white monster?
0: Yeah. Like white,
1: the, white monster.
0: the ultra one. The, I, I don't know which one. I know it's a zero calorie yeah, one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because I got flack on Instagram before because I put up a thing somebody goes to me that can't silver i was like that can't fucking white i was like if it was silver you wouldn't see the writing on it and uh yeah no i'm just i'm very very glad you said it's white
0: yeah yeah well it's definitely not silver no way
1: yeah that's what i thought too but wait you see someone's gonna hear this they're gonna message you they're gonna be pissed
0: (laughs) what what white monster doesn't exist
1: (laughs) i'm I'm literally looking at a can of it right now it's got a big silver m on a white background but no 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 people people love to argue
0: <laughs> it's probably probably the best flavor is it original no uh not the reg- is it yeah. the original zero calorie
1: yeah yeah it's 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 really good the new green one's pretty nice too but it's sweet as shit.
0: yeah yeah no, i do love that um i have a complete like those journeys um i used to i used to go on like good four-hour drives um quite regularly like every few months and um my are uh, such a such a basic beach. Like my, it was literally a grenade bar, a can of monster, and like my playlist. That was like my that made me so happy.
1: Yeah, no, it's it really is the little things, isn't it? Like you just you underestimate the value these things hold, especially now like the pandemic and stuff, people are like, fuck me and I was only about two weeks into this. I love coffee. I absolutely love coffee and I love good quality coffee. Like I'm such a fucking snob. I, I, I don't <laughs> like more petrol station coffees. I love the nice stuff but i i just about 2 weeks into this pandemic i just sat there and i went i would love to sit on the busy shop street in galway and just people watch with a really nice coffee and i was like i never gave this a second thought before it was just there and now mm-hmm. i just if nothing good comes out of this pandemic other than people are less dicks Do you know mm-hmm. i think economic booms tend to turn people into Yeah, no, I'm going to go for it. It turns people into dicks because we kind of stop valuing small things. Whereas I think this has brought people back a few steps and we're looking at little things in life and going, yeah, you know, it's, yeah, there's stuff missing, but we have all this other good stuff, you know, and if, if nothing else, like I said, comes out of this, I'd love to see people just have a, a strong, maybe core set of values and stuff that they appreciate and maybe don't overlook as much like a good cup of coffee with a mate or sitting down and being able to have a pint with your neighbor who's 10 miles away. You know, it's yeah. just, you know, it's, it's strange times, but if you can look for the goodness in it, why not?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think hopefully there'll be in terms of kind of like being on our phones and stuff and being present and, you know, although in mindful, I guess, hopefully people won't, you know, you'll yeah, see a absolutely. couple of hours. I
1: mean, People when are dinner. you ever, I mean, particularly, sorry, you just broke up, dude. Yeah, sorry,
0: sorry, sorry. Do you, know you, you were just saying, when do you ever?
1: Oh, yeah, when did you ever, like, when, when do families, or when are they ever going to get the chance to spend this much time together again? Mm. You know, it's just, It's it's abnormal, but, I mean, I think people just have to appreciate the time they have with people because parents are off work, kids are home from school. Just enjoy it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I I I can't wait to go for a pint with my mates, um, and you know there won't there won't be a phone in sight. I'm hoping.
1: Yeah, it's the little things, isn't it? Just
0: yeah,
1: yeah. I hope it's yeah. I genuinely hope people just appreciate it when they come out of this. That's it's yeah. all I want. It's all I want.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's a really nice place to um to wrap up, dude. Um, so if people want to kind of find you and you know read a bit more about you and I know you've got you've got a are you still doing your medium uh stuff
1: uh kind of I, I write a lot I just don't post a lot on medium I just um Instagram would be pretty much what I've got I mean um I like I've, I only had the conversation yesterday I'm not trying to monetize this I'm not a I'm not a PT I'm not anything like that I'm you know I'm in a career that I'm going to be in for the rest of my life so this is just a case of I suppose documenting my journey, and I suppose, like I said at the start, being accountable and and taking from people what they think they're taking from me. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm I'm on Instagram as Steve's weight loss. Um, trust me, you'll see my big fat head. I got a lot of selfies on there. It's just yeah. uh, all scattered across there. Every now and again, I come up with something that's maybe relevant or poignant. Um, yeah. But yeah, Instagram is Instagram is where I am at
0: nice nice i've got i've got to say actually you put a a running picture up or a walking picture up the other day and i was like i really don't want to do this workout and i was on my phone and i saw you like just been out for a run or something so oh shit okay all right i'll I'll
1: go oh that was (laughs) that was the day it was really hot oh shit man i thought i was gonna die that day it was so hot
0: (laughs) (laughs) nice all right well thank you very much steve um for your time Um, I'm sure people are going to take a lot of value from this um, and hopefully we'll see you again in the future on the podcast
1: thank you so so much for having me
0: no worries catch you soon
1: see you man